See you next year. a seat at the table it is lunchtime in rome tonight is episode 140 entitled relationship grace with different people having many different views on how to deal with the pandemic it is bound to rear its ugly head in families and friendships how much relationship grace can one extend should one continue to acquiesce to those in our lives we're talking about that tonight pull up a chair at the table and join us first time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you would, please give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got that much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning, and then we hit the main topic. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in in Rome. 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 Boom. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. So I'm, (laughs) bear with me. I'll be quick, I hope, but I'm doubling up on my goods and bads this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I got lots to talk about. It's like Festivus. (laughs) I got got a lot of problems with you people. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to start with bads. This first one is just a very minor bad. I just want to mention it because it sounded so perfect when it it was almost going to be this amazing good. I'm driving around yesterday or the day before. And an ad comes on the radio for this show at Jurgles. And it was supposed to be, oh, it was going to be tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can miss the podcast for this. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I'm here, so I'm not there. The show was a a um, cover band, a tribute band, that did basically a trifecta of bands for me. Like classic rock bands that like each were like the best in what they did. Some of you are going to groan. Some of you are going to cheer at, at these. So, the Beatles. This, and this is one band, by the way. So, they do yeah. the Beatles. Overrated. They do <laughs> The Doors. Ugh. And they do Bad Zeppelin. Company. Okay. Um, there Zeppelin. you go. There you go. They yeah. Bring it, bring but it around. But for me, this was like, this felt like a divine gift. Like, listen to this show. How is there one band? This would be like if I started a tribute band, this is what it would be. One magical band. You're, you're like, are you guys taking applicants right now? Is it, right? Yeah. Do you need anybody to fill in? You know. And it was yesterday because I was thinking, oh, this show is tomorrow. And they're still advertising it on the radio. There must be tickets available. I was so excited. But alas, it was sold out. It <sighs> was not meant to be. And then I got angry. Why are you still advertising on the radio if your show is sold out? Mm, very Because they already upsetting. paid for the ad spot. I guess, right? <laughs> if, yeah, it's, at least it's an ad for the place, if not for that show. Where is Jurgles? Wexford. Uh, okay, Wexford. It's hmm. my guess. Jurgles Rhythm Grill. That's what it's called. And they do music things there. Sounds familiar. I feel like I've been there. I have not, but... Um, it sounded like it was going to be a good time. So that was a bad... Right, I still haven't. Warrendale, PA. Well, maybe there'll be like a fire or something. 
That would really make my day. <laughs> Just knowing that's that. why I didn't go. <laughs> Wasn't meant to be. Showed them. <laughs> Chris Praise gets arrested for arson. God. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Hey, he was he had my back, even though he didn't have any of those people's back. <laughs> my actual like bad bad. Although it's really getting better, and that that we will sort of lead into a good, but it's free time anxiety. Mm, the old FTA. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> it's true. I agreed as if I had called it that before, but I never have. But that's a good. That's I'm from now on. I will. Yeah. FTA. And you'll uh, giggle, and you'll. I will have pre-joined your grief with comfort. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. This isn't the, the last time that you're going to be part of my, my goods and bads tonight. Well, at least you got the two bads out. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, free time anxiety, though. Like, just that it's not the anxiety of busyness. It's the anxiety of less schedule, less structure. Got to find my own things to do. Are you feeling a little guilty? Yeah, so that always enters my head a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, I should be doing more or I should be. Or just the anxiety will latch on to whatever. So is it anxiety it, about not doing more or idle time giving you idle thoughts that lead to anxiety? It feels like the anxiety is searching for something. Like, you to know, be how that, ang- free, to be anxious, to be anxious about, anxious like about. Floating. Yeah. Free floating. Free floating anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. So it's like. I need to be anxious. I, I need to figure out yes, something to be anxious something, about. What have I done wrong in the past? Right. It's not, oh, I got to <laughs> do this, what this, am and I this. Missing? What am I missing? Yes. Yeah. It's the unknown, which there is no unknown. It's a very, you know, I'm I'm in that, Isn't that amazing? nice week between Christmas and New yeah. Year's for a teacher where we're not at work, right? And so it's just, there's not a lot going on, and yet that causes me this certain kind of anxiety. Isn't mm-hmm. that a testament, though, to like how mechanical we can become, how robotic we can become? Right. Just Let's just keep doing the things we always do, and then when I don't have to do them, what is wrong? Right. And it's worse when you feel alone in that. You know, when I dropped Joe off at school, we were walking, and I said, oh, I forgot to tell you, everybody else in college looks like they're having a better time than you. Mm. You know, but they're uh-huh. not. They're right. not. Right. Trust me, they're not. Well, the same is like, I'll be driving, like if I'm, you know, if I have like a, a bad breathing day and I'm like, if just my lungs were just a little bit better, hmm. I would be perfectly fine right now. And then I'll drive by somebody and I'm like, like that person right there, look at them. They're just fine. They're just fine. Well, meanwhile, like they've got like open cysts and sores all over their backs, <laughs> but I don't know that, you right. know? So for you, it's just like, why am I anxious when nobody else is? Right. Everybody else is enjoying their time off. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Sure. That's definitely a part of it. Yeah. Um, but leading into the good, so I have, um, through the miracle, mi- mer- I just said miracle. My wife will be miracle. proud of me. She says miracle. She says miracle. Wander, wander, miracle, <laughs> miracle. Pittsburgh does his shows. <laughs> <laughs> through the miracle of um, modern uh, technology, I had a video chat with my therapist yesterday. You don't say. Yeah, and... Uh, one of the things that we talked about was was this whole free floating anxiety thing and and what to do and and but also this does not mean so I say free floating it does not mean that there is not a to do list there is a to do list but sometimes I shy away from it or whatever because my 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 react my instinctual reaction to my anxiety is just throw the covers over my head right mm. so we talked through all that and blah blah blah, blah. and. <laughs> I'm yada yada the best part, but <laughs> but uh in the end it was like, okay, so even though it's hard at first, the realization is doing something 
is going to make you feel better. Right. Checking something off the yes, list before then, you enjoy yourself. Then saying yeah. to myself, oh, I can't do this. That job's going to be too hard. That job's going to be too hard. I'm, I'm not going to do that today. And you don't need and to. And then I sit in my anxiety. Right. right. So I got all kinds of stuff done today. Nice. Like I there you go. Had a and, and everything that I got done, I felt better and better. Yeah. I was like dancing around the living room. The weight's been lifted. It was I wish y'all could have seen me really? literally I dancing. Went, yeah, at one point I was Was there music on? Uh you ever yeah. see Mrs. Doubtfire run a vacuum? That's Chris. <laughs> that was Chris. Because I'll dance to music. Yeah, that's another level. If there's there no music in your dance, music there was head. no. Yeah. There was that. That's true too. There probably was a time when I was just bebopping around with no actual music. But uh, well, that makes me happy. There was some music. That's yeah, awesome. so it was really, really a good day that I felt like full of energy, and that was a really cool feeling. And you might still be a little bit anxious, but you're like, f that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna get stuff done and be anxious rather than just wallow in it. Right? Well, in here, and this is, and I know this is like my time that I'm sharing, but I, I hope this is helpful to people out there too. Like the idea that. When I have a to-do list that seems insurmountable or, geez, I keep having to add things to this even when I do check stuff off and it's endless, it's endless. That's like the truth. You're never going to get through everything. No. It ha- so that's something else I'm working on is trying to be satisfied with the idea that just do what you can do and get through some things. The goal cannot be to clear the list because right. the list is not going to be cleared. And I think that's what I get overwhelmed with and anxious about a lot of times. I'd like to, I've been there and I feel you. And my tip is to like, you have your main list of everything. Mm-hmm. And then I cre- create a list for that day. And I know Jay, you're, this is really resonating you. I know you love lists. I love to cross <laughs> some bad boys off, but oh, I make, yeah. I make a list that's like, this is what has to get done today. Right. Like, and that's today's it. a failure. If I don't do it. Right. Right. And then, if I tackle anything else on the larger list, that's just icing on the cake. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that has helped me out greatly. Stay on target and stay on track. Stay on target. Stay on target. Is that from something? Star, Star Wars. Wars. Mm, heard of it. <laughs> oh, Many have. With the Klingons. Got it. And finally, a, a much more lighthearted good. But just, Wait, I have one last thing to say on that, oh, yeah, which please. is as a coach and sports guy like many of us are, it's a cliche because it's true, but don't let perfection get in the way of pretty good. You know, like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, just because you can't be perfect yeah. doesn't mean you can't strive for better. You're like, oh, if I can't do the whole list, why do any? Right, right, right. That's, you know, but that's how, like, my brain tricks me if, if or my anxiety tricks me or however you want to, to phrase it sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I trick my brain is creating the new list. Tricking, of, this is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's the, that's kind of the way it works for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. This yeah. is the list. Yeah, this is the list. That's not the list. Yeah. This is the list. And finally. Food. Finally, real quick. Um, Jay. Heard of him? shared a uh, a a facebook link with me today out of the blue that oh, was no. a the tesla pittsburgh the pittsburgh tesla facebook group i didn't mean it as a joke no it's just funny that you took that you ran with it and i, I can't imagine where you're going i'm I re- sure well, there's all kinds of great tips on there i really i'm like okay you know i'll check it out whatever it's really cool just a lot of like cool comments and and obviously tesla enthusiasts and all local <laughs> I have to share this real. I'm so sorry, guys, for monopolizing this time. This is great. The Pittsburgh Tesla Group. Yep. On New Year's Eve, uh, Wexford, Fox mm-hmm. Chapel. No, 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 no. You, you, you read it. You looked into this. I did. At the Penn Hill Shopping Center parking lot, 
they are having a Tesla meetup at 1030 on New Year's Eve, and they're going to count down to midnight and set all their, like, lights and flat, like, all the fancy stuff that Teslas will do, like, playing music and lights flashing and stuff. They're going to do that at midnight. So that is happening. That is a real thing that is happening, like, half a mile from here. And to Tesla's credit, the li- I mean, number one is be respectful, be yeah. polite. There will be children there. Don't use your... Uh, you have like a loudspeaker or something, right? It was all they. There were a list of rules that were very kind. They were like, "Be kind to our elderly neighbors." Because I showed Rachel, and yeah. she was like, "Hmm, seems safe." Don't put any Apple AirTag on uh, Apple AirTags on other people's cars. Oh, you guys haven't seen that? That's a Rodeo Drive thing. What would that do? Is that for or like, also actually targeted? Yeah, the, people are using them to stalk other people and target in Harmerville, was it or? It happened to somebody. We, yeah, we know. In Monroeville. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In Monroeville, yeah. But my, so my guy, Doug, the guy that bought a house in Penn Hills because he's got all this experience in law enforcement, the guy that my went to first grade with, he sent that to me last night. But, of course, I couldn't get in because I wasn't a member of the group. Right. And I said, wait, are you coming back? And he replied, I am now. <laughs> so he's coming <laughs> he's back coming. from Atlanta just for that event. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> oh, he's the guy with the red Model Y. Sure. Right. The one I showed you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the models for models, but it's true. But that's okay. All right. Um, Real quick food. Yeah. Tonight I ate a grilled cheese, uh, Caribbean jerk grilled cheese Mm. from the yard, which is an excellent. Oh, uh, you got to go out with Amy. Well, we actually ate in, but. Ah, Close enough. Yeah. We had a good time. We had a good time. Delish. Nice. What's up with you, Eric? Uh, So normally I have to go bad, then good, but I'm going to go good, then bad. And the good is. Just Christmas and the magic of it all with Maggie. Can't imagine. It, it was unbelievable. I got a video of her coming around the corner oh. and seeing all the gifts, and her mouth just dropped to the floor. Like, it was perfect. Like, it was unbelievable. Um, and that was just so much fun. And just, you know, I would... I don't know if if you need to hear this out there, if anybody needs to hear this, in the specifically in the Penthouse community, but if you, like, don't feel like putting up lights or, like, wonder if there's a purpose of putting up lights uh, it's for kids just to be in the car and drive right. around like she gets so excited seeing all the different displays at people's houses kids and 89 year old mothers yes because my mother man she knows where everyone i mean oh honey Aww. do you see around the corner here what they've done <laughs> yeah oh, that's oh, so awesome. lovely and me yeah and brian, and, and brian yeah I oh we it's so and i do no, too i, 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 I do we, too i yeah. said 89 year old mothers um mother something uh yeah it's it's just so much fun it's been so much fun she always waves at the snowman in our neighborhood when we leave and you know it's just really cool um so just the magic of christmas Mm. the the bad is i am really tired of this season with mags (laughs) (laughs) wait christmas or age age Uh. like everything is a fight like everything, like I just want you to do what I tell you to do. Like just one time out of the day, just one, just once. You know, everything that's hot is cold. Everything that is up is down, and everything that I ask her to do, it's always no at first. Mm. And even if, like, right now, even if we prepare her for what's going to happen, like it's still. You've done those awesome parental moves where you, you know, right, hey, hey, right. In five minutes, it's we're that Jedi do this. mind trick, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And like, man, she's just too smart and. And she's just really testing us and testing our limits. I test you, she I think, will. 
Yeah. I think that's about the age when I started doing the cheek grab, like when you grab right here. <laughs> and you kind of dig the cheeks into the, the teeth a little bit. Also that's an abusive parenting way. move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> you know, no matter what you say, it's what you're communicating. Well, and it's like, it's stupid stuff. Like I'm getting her out of the car and she wants Amy to get her out. Nope. Mm. And she's like fighting and punching me. And I'm like, and I told her, Amy. I was <laughs> And and I was like I was like bug this is the dumbest argument that I think I've ever had like like this is so stupid that we're fighting about this right now right just let me get you out of the car you know like because oh, because Amy already went in the house like you know can like, she get out of the car by herself she can like after I unbuckle her you know oh, right right oh bro what you just leave her in there right. Ooh, <laughs> absolutely <Goodbye. laughs> that's well and that's what i thought that, like I'm that's gonna, that's gonna be my time. next move yeah, oh, yeah that's gonna sure. be my next move and then you have to tackle amy from coming to get her yeah right you want some facts logic and reason <laughs> i've got a pro move to yeah, add on ahead. to that yeah give it, it yeah so um i would say to her okay you don't get to choose this but you get to choose this and give her something else that she is allowed to choose and right. make a choice in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried that. But we, that would be yeah, my we've done that where it's like the Indiana Jones, like sand for yes, the idol, yes. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So the other thing you can do is take a chair and sit outside <laughs> the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the chair method. I've heard of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Move it, move it back just a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit every time. <laughs> but it is just, ex- and like oh. at, at the end of the day, or like even like in the middle of the day, and, and the ripple effect, the butterfly effect of, you know, I let Amy sleep in today. And so I'm with Mags for, you know, till like 10 o'clock. Like she she slept in a good bit. And like Amy comes out and we're, in, we're there for like 10 minutes hanging out in there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back and have some me time for a little bit. And like she just said, she was like, I like, she was like, I'm tired of this too. Cause like, it's like, we need to recharge, gotcha. you know? And like, so Wait, you were going to have me time. Yeah. I needed to like oh, walk away from Amy came out from getting up <laughs> oh, yeah. and was <laughs> like, now it's time for me time. <laughs> no, no, it was okay. Like now I need to walk away for a little bit. Right. Babe, you know, point like, being, you yeah. don't get to spend time with Amy. Right. Exactly. You got a tag team. You right. got to recharge. I just on your need own. to, I just need to walk away from Mags and have her not crawl on me and punch me in the face, you know, <laughs> whatever, like, you know, it's just yeah it's that's the season that we're in she is the three major as they call it and uh yeah it's it's a lot i'm so sorry um so uh yeah that's where we are um food is definitely uh amy's lasagna amy makes the best lasagna it's her uh grandmother's recipe she made it for christmas this year and it was as good as it always is um and man i can't wait to get back to carnivore my body Mm-mm. i feel so big and bloated right now and my joints hurt like the like just my my knuckles like Ooh, i can feel I it you, going. you know like <laughs> what never mind well and like just you know my ankle like i can feel it in my ankle like you know like just everything man. is just inflamed you got uh. cankles right now <laughs> It's wild, like how, like how much of a difference. Now, diet wise, I mean, yeah. you went all in, or off uh, the board, or yeah, right. I am completely off the rails right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, I'm definitely not going to be off the rails because, like, the other thing, the other thing that I don't like is, you know, we've made a lot of food and there's a lot of stuff and like there's leftovers and I don't want them to go to waste, right? You know. And so I want to eat, like, I want to eat them just out of, yeah. you know, the, like not wasting it. As poor kids, you know, yeah, right. Countries. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, 
Oh, what we call them, break and reminder. It's a reminder week. Month. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying, I, like, I've really tried not to, because we've had other parties, like, outside of right. you know, Christmas Well, Thanksgiving itself, was just and, a month ago. Right. So, I'm trying, I'm trying not to, because, man, I'm really feeling it. Like, I, like, oh. I've got yeah. another bad for you. Yeah. You don't get to drum for a month. I know. I know you mentioned that last week, so yeah. it's, yeah, but. Or we'll, just go. We'll miss you. Yeah. I'm going to miss it. So, mm. yeah, that's me. Brian, what you got going on? So I'm going to go with my bad first. Um, I think um, Christmas Eve morning, I played hockey and did something to my my hip. Um, and so I was literally bent over all weekend. And it was a very busy weekend. Church, a yeah. couple church Man. services. I mean, I could barely walk. Um, and, and the only way I could walk comfortably was like hunched over like Quasimodo. <laughs> like Christmas, Christmas Day, I'm walking Here's around. Here's how bad it was. Rachel was worried about you. I know. <laughs> Dude, wow. when I saw you sitting on a stool yeah. leading the church service, I was like, okay, this is really bothering him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's, it's been, it's been, it sucked the timing, you know, just the timing of it sucked. Um, so that, the, the physical pain and, and I went out and got adjusted over the past couple of days. I got adjusted twice and it's helped the, um, the, the hip. Um, and you're a guy that can take pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're a strong dude, and I know it's gotta hurt real bad. It's gotta hurt real bad. Yep. So there's the bad. The good was uh, Christmas. Um, I mean, I I love. I told Lex I have two two seasons in my life: summer yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, holidays. Like it's either I'm in the pool and at the beach, or I'm doing Christmas and Thanksgiving yeah. and. Um, so, you know, Christmas is, uh, it's just my favorite time of the year and had a great Christmas. Had a really nice Christmas day with my family. Nice. Um, drama free. Um, it was just, it was a really, really nice day. Um, the kids had, uh, it, it's amazing to watch my kids mature and grow. Um, they, they just made, they made Christmas really special. Um, and then the food, all the food that comes with Christmas ham and my mom makes a really good sweet potato casserole. And so we, we were able to munch on that. So it's my good, bad and food. Good. Nice. Man, that was efficient. It was <laughs> very efficient. <laughs> Appreciate that. <sighs> <laughs> so for me, uh, I am going to triple up on good, but I don't have bad, but my food's kind of bad. So as far as Christmas goes, just a phenomenon this year with having two teenage children who work. Hmm. At a place that doesn't close on Christmas. Oh, that's not what I'm worried about. No, my point is they had money to buy gifts. Oh. And they spent some money. And it was just crazy. Like, you know, I think I mentioned it last week that Rachel and I are walking through Big Lots. And I'm like, man, I used to, you know, give Joe and Bella five bucks to buy you a gift here. And now, like, I knew what they were buying her. And so that was just crazy. And having Leah there and, you know, we treated her like a child. That sounds funny. Like one of our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she yeah. got a full allotment of presents in her own stocking. And nice. like, and she thanked us and said, you know, thank you for giving me a real Christmas. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, so cool. I did yeah. not know you guys did that. We did. And uh, so that was cool. Yeah, they worked. Whatever. It's fine. It's it's sort of our thing. Like Joe worked 630 to 3 on Christmas Day and yeah. Bella worked at 530. Mm-hmm. So our Christmas oh. was squeezed in there. That's kind of. And then afterwards. But for us, it's like, well, they can work, and those people need to have somebody, yeah. you know, so it's fine. It would have been kind of nicer, though, if they could have worked the same shift. I brought that up. Yeah. Bella got added late, so we think yeah. somebody had canceled, and so they actually mm. needed somebody to. Yeah. That's not, so, but it was Christmas was great. It was wonderful. You know, the presents were great. I, <laughs> I was looking for a gift for Leah. She needed no-show Nike socks, so mm-hmm. I was at the outlet and couldn't find one. This is getting a little bit uncomfortable here. 
but I bought Rachel a really expensive sports bra, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things to do in like, cause like, I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. I'm like looking around, I'm checking right. out sizes. I'm, I'm that like, guy right, too. I don't care. Kind of race her back. Yeah. She doesn't have a racer back one. All right, fine. Well, so I brought it, bought it, brought it home, put it on the steps to take upstairs to my hiding stash. Sunday late afternoon, Rachel hands me the bag. She goes, whose bra is this? And I went, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Everybody in our family had walked past it going, what's well, not mine? I don't want to. So I just forgotten to even take it upstairs, little and wrap it. Uh, That's awesome. Number two, uh, Rachel and I went on a date day and night on Monday. We I got my hair cut and then we went downtown and we had a night in a hotel, which I love to do. And we went to Roland's in the strip and I got oh, a yeah. big muscle uh, bucket and it was full of mussels and andouille sausage and banana peppers. Mm, wow. And hit a few bars and walked aimlessly around the streets of Pittsburgh because GPS for walking on Google Maps is the worst thing in the world. Ah, it's not great. So we spent an hour trying to find Condado Taco when I knew exactly where it was. And it would be like, you know, walk forward to 9th Street. Yeah. And it would be like, keep walking forward, 8th, 7th. And I'm like, well, 9th <laughs> is not after 7th and before 6th. <laughs> right. Six. right. But it was just a great time to get away for just a quick overnight after a very busy weekend and all that stuff. And boy, do we really love those times together. Yeah. And we did hot, speaking of sponsors, hotwire.com, where it gives you the stars of the hotel, but it won't tell you the hotel that you're staying at. Yes. Interesting. Uh, you can pay a little bit more and you can, it'll say you get one of these three hotels. But I just went with the cheapest one. So it's 85 bucks, and we were at the Doubletree, and normal oh, wow. rate's 135 There you nice. go. Yeah. So worked out. Number two, third, two and a half on the positive is my pantry in my basement is a gross, disgusting, overcrowded. I, pref- I cannot stand a closet that has something on the ground. Yeah. You bet, if it's a walk-in closet. This sounds like a good. You should be able to walk in. Yes. You should not be able to lean in. Well, that's what it's become. Uh, and so, and I have been reorganizing different shelves and cupboards in the kitchen with the goal of then reorganizing the pantry at the bottom of the steps. And I did that over the last two days. Speaking of your busyness, yeah, you know, right. that was my thing. And uh, it was just incredible. And I've, and I figured it out and I brought one of my shelves that was on my back porch in to put some of my grilling stuff inside so it doesn't get rusty outside. And I actually know to use it. And I literally took every coffee mug except for three out of our kitchen because we had like 15. Nobody uses coffee mugs. I need mugs. to do that. I brought really. the flour, sugar, and confectionery stuff that's in the basement because we never bake. Right. And I put that where the coffee mugs go way, way up above where there will be no mice like we have in the basement. Who, by the way, have gotten very wily and will lick the microscopic mm-hmm. amounts of peanut butter off of the mousetrap, oh. but not set the mousetrap off. Hmm. Oh, only the smart ones are left. That's right. <laughs> So it was fun. It was productive. Giving stuff away. I'm getting rid of the George Foreman grill. I think I've graduated past that. Haven't used yeah. that in 10 years. So I have no bad, but food. So for Christmas, I, I, I got mm. the three of you guys, as you know, brisket. And I figured, why not try to do what? Sous vide it. So I looked mm. up some methods and everything else. And I did. And I sous vide it. And that part went fine. And then today I was smoking it to finish it. And I knew it was going to happen, and it happened, which is as I brought it out. Oh, and one of my Christmas gifts was not infrared, but uh, Bluetooth meat thermometers. Mm. So I was able to put one thermometer in the flat end and one in the big fat end. And it has mm. it actually has four receivers on it. So I'm upstairs going. On your phone. No, it has a receiver. It has a receiver. Okay. Pulled them off, but they were real wet. There was no bark. I mean, I still had the seasoning on it, Mm -hmm. but it was wet. 
And I was like, all right, I'll finish it on the grill. I'm like, I'm not finishing on the propane grill. So fired up the charcoal, got it nice and hot. And then it started to flare up and I'm pulling Mm -hmm. it off. I'm like, I'll just char it a little bit. So I almost cut all the bark off before I gave it to you guys. So you have it. You can take the bark off if you want. If it's a little too charry for you. Now, again, it was charcoal. There was no lighter fluid. I did it the right way in like the little portable chimney thing, you know. Yeah. I thought it was a little charry. So I'm a little sad by it, but so it's you can probably going to be it. like the I'm best sure, brisket yeah. that we're no, ever No, the meat itself is fine. It cooked well and taking off different temperatures, but the bark I was very sad with. I, I might reheat it in my sous vide. You could. You could. I've done t- that I before because it's, it's. Well, and then some of the char. Mm, but as, see some to, of the, as to avoid drying it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, but also, so there are four. That's why I made you guys a nice mushroom cream sauce, which I suck at making sauces. I'm hmm. terrible at making sauces. This is a great. <laughs> and so I made it, and I actually am proud of the sauce. Oh, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not proud of it. At one point. I, I thought this whole story was, listen, down. the food I gave you guys really sucks. Right. Well, you, you know, but no, the sauce is fine. It's borderline cream of mushroom soup, but it's a, it's a sauce. Rachel said, no, it tastes more like a sauce. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a day. Well, we will give you grace. I appreciate that. You know what? And it's important in relationships to offer grace. And we have all shared stories off the air, some of them on the air. We've all been around stories. Um, You know, the the one thing I wrote in the preview was that this is the 24th and hopefully final month of 2020. (laughs) I, I I saw something today. Remember the Bernie sitting there on the White House? 11 house? months ago. It was only 11 months ago. Yeah. With the wow. mittens. At the inauguration. Yeah. With the mittens and the, and the mask it on. It was 11 years ago. <laughs> and the point is, these are different times. And we've been around a lot of people who have a lot of different views on the pandemic, on the vaccines, on how to stay safe, on how safe we need to be. Different values. Some people feel like people are too reckless. Some people feel they're way too careful. And coming off of Thanksgiving and now Christmas, rolling into New Year's, the phrase relationship or relational grace has been impressed upon me. It's nothing that I've read or done anything like that. But if I were to define it, I would say it is when you would write somebody else off and sever a relationship Mm. but rather you choose not to specific and in regards to whatever you want to call it covid thoughts uh restriction thoughts precaution thoughts it's extending grace and maintaining a relationship that otherwise you would sever can i ask a question about the definition Please do. So, I, I mean, I know we're, we're dealing with sort of pandemic-specific things. Um, would you make an exception then? If you, are, are you are you categorizing categorizing it that way because COVID pandemic issues are not necessarily uber personal; they're exterior issues. Like, for example, if someone um, sort of cut off a relationship for more hurtful reasons i mean would you where, where would the line i don't know this may this well, is too are you asking broad. does relational grace exist outside of covid topics yeah or in more like well sure if you think about it if your neighbor snubs you or doesn't you know 
you might extend more grace to a brother or to a sister than you would to a neighbor who bothers you or to just a random stranger. Yeah. Like, yeah, relationship grace is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's giving somebody the benefit of the doubt or another chance, whereas to a stranger, you wouldn't because there is no relationship there. But would you ever draw a line and say like, okay, that's too much done? In general or in regards to this sort of... No, in general. Well, sure there is. Like yeah. if like if my brother would cheat on Rachel, on me with, you know, would, 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 would right. have an affair with Rachel. Right. Yeah, I, I would have a tough time maintaining my relationship okay. with him. If uh, my cousin shot my grandmother, I would be like, no, nah, I think we're done. So, yeah, there's always lines and that's right, what right, we're right. trying to figure out. Okay, cool. That's... I just... By the way, both of those yeah. examples are as likely as the other. So I was trying to go with something outlandish. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's ever come close to happening. Um, yeah, that's the whole point is there is a point in time when you say, no, this isn't healthy anymore. Yeah. But I am saying and, and I'm proposing for conversation. These last two years are unprecedented mm-hmm. in a wave of new ways. Like we didn't talk three years ago about, you know, government overreach or you know this year's flu season has me a little bit on edge and you don't seem to be taking it seriously enough nobody nobody had that conversation three years ago nobody but now we do and so do we need to extend that relationship grace just a little bit more in this time period is the first sort of query into this I, I think absolutely 100%. Or am I making all of this up? No, I think absolutely 100%. Um, I had something happen over Thanksgiving, and um, it was one of those things that you never would have, you know, pre, pre-COVID, pre you never would have... Couldn't even, have. Couldn't have couldn't figured out a way about to write how it. to get to there. But it was there. And, um, you know, somebody very close to me. And um, we had... We said what we needed to say, you know, it took me, it took me about a week to formulate what I needed to say, but I said it and it ended up great. And we were able to come and have Christmas together and have a great Christmas day. Um, But number one, I don't know if we would have been in that situation if it wasn't for this pandemic. Um, And then number two, Hmm. I think at one point I would have just written I think I think I'm at the point now where I'm almost seeing it as an opportunity to yeah. learn how to have more grace, to learn how to resolve conflict better, because there's there's only more of it coming in the days ahead where, you know, just just the state of our, our humanity right now, the temperature of where we're at, it's only like it's, we're so divided. And so I think in order to maintain the relationships that are meaningful to you. It's not as easy as it was before all this madness started. It was easier to just sort of go, huh, and then yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it behind their right, back. Right, right, And And I think it really has made, <laughs> I know for me, made me take stock of, okay, what really is important? What really are the lines? And what are the lines worth fighting for? And who is it worth fighting those fights with? And who's it not worth fighting those fights with? Yeah. You know, because there's some people I'm just like, okay, we're just not going to talk about this. Other people, we have to talk about this in order to move forward. So for me, yes, relational grace, um, I think is something that you're hitting the nail on the head with. And I think it is more important for me, for me than ever before. Um, because I, I, I want, I want to come out on the other side of this. If there is an other side of this <laughs> looking back and going, yeah, okay, 
I did it well. I did it as well as I possibly could have. You know, and I think if you'd have talked to me last year in 2020, mm-hmm. I was a completely different person. I was I was so angry. Yeah. And and I, I I think this year has has been more that 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 grace has kind of, you know, that grace and that love and that empathy have become more a part of me because that's who I really want to be. Yeah. And, you know, I know we always say uh, not a Christian podcast, but Christians on a podcast. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I've kind of just thought about in the in recent weeks is I have my lines of where where I draw my lines, not a line that would like ruin a relationship or cut somebody off, so to speak, but like where I where I stand my ground on on how I feel about stuff. And, but the other part of, of everything is like looking at people through the eyes of God, where like everybody is a creation of God and I have to look at them like that. Like it has really forced me to do that. I think more than ever, like, even though that should be something that we should be doing as Christians regardless, but this is really Mm -hmm. like put that in the forefront of my mind, like thinking about how scared people are. You know, and, I, and I'll put it like that. Like, I'm just not as scared as other people. And it breaks my heart that people are so scared and they are missing out on so many things. But you, you bring up scared, which is a result. It's a description of fear. Mm-hmm. And I know we've mentioned this before, but everyone, not everyone, most everyone right now is operating out of fear. Right. And that is fear of the disease, fear of losing their jobs. Fear of getting sick, right? Fear of government overreach, fear of you know irrationality in decision makers, and so it's not just you know like you said I'm not as afraid of it as other people are. Yeah, but you're real you're real leery of some things that are happening in the world. Sure, yeah, um, and, yeah, right. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm afraid of some of the things that are happening around COVID. around COVID. Right. Yeah, and so we're and so your fear in that regard can seem as irrational right to somebody as exactly yeah. somebody who is walking right. around in a full tent right <laughs> you know like i've seen we all seen those pictures right and it's, so yeah and i'll add just first of all to brian i'll give you props on what you you talked about because i've noticed that about you too this mm. year and that i just want you to know that i appreciate that like just as a um you notice what well, um, we had a bet as to whether or not you would have killed somebody by now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to pay anybody because we all had it as a yes. So that's kind of what we're saying. Well, here, here's the thing. I have. <laughs> oh, so this is all a cover. Notice we, notice we haven't seen Ken Love at church very recently. <laughs> well, I appreciate you no, saying that. Really, no, honestly. Like, and I, and I, it, I mean, you guys are all, for me... Um, role models to in some fashion or extent and like different in different ways but just since we were talking about brian's change um yeah just that that is sort of a role model for me in in that just to watch how you have changed over to to your primary focus being more empathetic and more you know like mm-hmm. you like you talked about so i just wanted to give you props for that appreciate that um for me i definitely like you, and as you guys know, I can be the blissfully ignorant oh. on some things, and <laughs> and that is, <laughs> and that is definitely um, where I am. And and it's not. I shouldn't. It's not all ignorance. Some of it is just 
I chill about things. Like I talk about my anxiety, but there are some areas where I just don't have anxiety or like I just don't worry about certain things. So like, Mm -hmm. like for me, the whole pandemic has been much more chill. Like, like I definitely, there are moments where I have to think about how is that person feeling and trying to be more empathetic. Mm -hmm. But, um, over, like for me personally, like I feel like I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid of that. Whatever happens, happens. I'm just, I'm just riding the wave, baby. <laughs> and, and um, so, so yeah, that's that's where I often find myself. However, I do want to get just a little specific, um, at, just as an example. But like most of my family. Um, falls either leaning in in one direction or or f- further in that same direction. Mm-hmm. I don't have really anybody going the other way. Um, how is that for specific? Oh, everybody <laughs> knows exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> but no, I. So we have some family who we've been trying to get together with for you know for the holidays, and um, it's been really difficult because they fall under the, you know, the, the they're one of the poles, they're yes, one of the far ends. Exactly. And, and really uncomfortable getting together. Um, they work, they go to work, they go to work with people, but they don't want to get together <laughs> with us, even though like, and I don't so know. COVID's a convenient excuse. Yeah. For I, them. That's, well, that's what I wonder. <laughs> maybe they, 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 maybe they, they just don't want to see you, Chris. <laughs> this is, See, the truth comes out. <laughs> no, I have wondered that. Like, man, I bet they're loving this. Because they're if they're introverted, you know, and I've said that before. Like, Amy and I, who are both introverted and, and enjoy our alone time and can certainly, like, thrive with without a lot of social interaction. Those first few months of COVID, it was the opposite effect of what it had on Brian, for example. Like, he was going crazy with, you know, sorry to use that word. But um, with, you know, your anger and your, and your you know, to, to the situation. And Amy and I were like, this is awesome. <laughs> we're like, going to catch up on some shows. Right. <laughs> yeah. All of our work was virtual. Like we were working from home on our computers and, you know, teaching kids that way. And we like just doing whatever we wanted to do and had all the excuse, the, you know, the free excuses possible for, oh, we can't get together because everybody's supposed to be quarantined. We can't do that, you know. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. those, there's me in a, in a big nutshell. It's an interesting picture. <laughs> this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> so the question is, what are the parameters and boundaries? Hmm. When, you know, where is it that you have to at least address the situation and not offer as much grace? For me, I think the number one thing is when it becomes angry or accusatory or yeah vindictive yeah so that's when you that you meaning like that's when you you have to say like something. my point is right when you have to say something right when you have to you can't, address you can't it. just let it go there's, right there's a you can't just the grace maybe it's a way of putting it this way is at times the grace has to be manifested differently mm-hmm. you can't just say okay hey you mm-hmm. do you well, you know, you don't want to come to our party. Great. You don't want to go out with me on a double date. Hey, that's fine. But when you say I'm being an irresponsible parent mm-hmm. or right. when you say I'm mm-hmm. putting lives at risk and we're not friends anymore. Or the other way, you're being too precautious and, you know, you're 
not allowed. Yeah, if us I come to have, and say, yeah, Chris yeah, and Amy, right. you need to come out of your hole every once in a while because you guys haven't seen anybody for two months. Right. What's wrong with you? Right. That's too far. Right. You were about to say something. Uh, I just again going back to the very real thing that happened over Thanksgiving with me is, um, I was made to be the bad guy, but also. My daughter was made to be the bad guy when all of the facts were absolutely not in that camp at all. Right. And so, and it's a situation where, you know, as you move forward, it could very much be, okay, well now forever, these, this group of people is going to see myself or my daughter in this light. And that's not cool. We're not going to have that. We're going to set this right right now. And so for me, in that instance, I had to do that. Well, except it wasn't right now. What do you mean? Well, my point is you thought you prayed and you communicated clearly and without extra emotion. My point is right now is that you didn't just retort right away. Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't. Right. There's no way because right. that, that would have destroyed that would have okay. destroyed everything. Right. I, uh, but within a couple of days, right. you handled that situation it was, because it had gone beyond. Right. Hey, I'm giving you grace. No, you don't get to poop on me. Right, right. You don't get to do anything else. Right. And the and the beauty of that situation, as I understand it, is both sides went, okay, no. And there was clear and effective communication. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? Joining. And grace. And grace. And so now the relationship in some ways is stronger than it was before that happened. Yep. And so I think anytime it becomes an attack and not in our modern day attack words, but I literally mean this is your fault. You don't care about me. You don't care about them. You're being selfish, whatever else. When it becomes, when one person bridges the other, you know, um, the other side with, with an attack, I'm not saying the grace should stop, but that's when the grace changes from, I'm going to let you do your thing to I have to effectively and clearly communicate where I'm coming from because everybody's operating out of emotional needs. And, and, and they're all being taken from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever emotional need you have is being taken from you. Right. right. Well, so it is to the other person. Right. You know, the, the one phrase I use is you want to you want to win the funeral. And what I mean by that is if God forbid something happens to somebody somewhere, can you walk into that funeral and be like, I'm good? Mm-hmm. You know, did it? Were you if you are uh, hmm. if you're cutting people off because they're too scared all the time and then you find out they got sick, you know. Or did you fear that they died thinking you thought they were weak mm. or if you didn't go see somebody and then all of a sudden they pass away, but you're trying to protect them. But then they got sick and died. Anyhow, you know, think of all the grandmas that haven't been visited mm-hmm. in so long by people who are being careful. Mm-hmm. Well, how many just missed their last Christmas right. with mm-hmm. grandma yeah. or with auntie or whatever, you know, you got to remember you got to, there's going to be funerals. You got to walk in and you want to, you want to be able to say, Hey, I did what I could. Mm-hmm. I reached out. I extended grace. There were no hard feelings. We, you know, we, we, we crossed as many bridges as possible rather than burning them. Mm-hmm. There's something that, um, you know, since I've, since I've known both of you, especially uh, you and um, Jay and Eric, um, you know, you guys have, have talked about we're all on our journey, you know, and I, there's a scene from, I, I love the movie, a Christmas story, a Christmas Carol. Um, I watch it every Christmas and it's Jacob Marley, Ebenezer Scrooge. And um, there's a scene where Jacob Marley comes to Ebenezer Scrooge and he's got all these chains just, and, and it's like, yeah, I've made these chains my whole life. These are, these are my doing. 
And I think like that's that stuck with me way before this all this pandemic stuff. You know, everybody's carrying these giant man-made, self-made chains and and handicaps and hurts and you know and again it's true before the the pandemic but now even more so we're in this time where like you said all the hurts all the all the emotional needs are being taken in in ways that have never happened in our in our lifetime in most people's lifetime and so that to me applies even more now you know and i think that grace can be an instant thing but i think that grace can also be more effective when you're not speaking out of your own hearts and stepping back and going, okay, what's the larger situation? What chains are they, you know, carrying around and how, how can I, how can I meet them there? You know? So I think grace can also be a timing thing where the longer you wait, sometimes the more that that grace can grow, you know, like this, this letter that I wrote to this person in my life, it took me a good week to, to really get it. And then there was revisions, you know, and I, I look at that as a, okay, you know, and, and again, God's working this out in me. And I think that's a very a, a gracious thing, you know, sure. like God's using that time to let the right process play out. Well, and if you think about it, you spent more time on that relationship in that week than you would have in, in a long time, many months. Right. Um, one thing I think is important for people like us and by people like us, I mean, people who would sit here at the table each week, uh, literally or virtually who really care about people and care about emotional needs is we need to make sure that we are sort of standing in the gap for the most emotionally vulnerable, uh, those who are at the polls both ways. Uh, you know, there are situations in families when people are flipping out about somebody else. You know, I said earlier, all we used to do is just talk about you behind your back, but now people are cutting them off entirely. Well, okay. Well, we still talk about people behind their back. I mean, that's what everybody does in every relationship sure. everywhere. I mean, not me, but the rest of you. Um, so we can be those people that say, you know, when somebody says, I can't believe that they still haven't gotten vaccinated, or I can't believe that they're getting their fourth booster, whichever way, again, both sides works both ways. We can be that person that says, yeah, but you know what? Do you know their whole story or do you know how, or, or remind them, you know how they always felt this way about that? Well, it's exponential now. Like we can be that go between that. Maybe we understand somebody, but nobody else in the family does, or nobody else at work does, or nobody else at church does. And so we can protect the people who are right now in one of their biggest hurts or have their greatest need not being met in any way, shape or form in their life. We can tell their story to the other person, which can extend grace that way as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important function for us to do. I think it's so easy to fall into the trap of. I think we just all do it naturally where our brain, the way our own brain works, the way we work through things in our own rational, logical way, which is going to be a little bit differently than who, you know, anybody else. But like, we want to believe that that's right. Like, oh, I've thought this through and I. And it's the only way. Right. Right. Like this. And is, if you don't accept it, you're it's, it's a judgment against me as a person. Right. Yeah. And like the, that I, I have this, I've thought it out. I've got it all, you know, in a row. And this is what people need to do. Or this is how, you know, our relationship should be or this, whatever the situation is. And it's so, that's why it's so important to, to take into consideration that you don't know everybody's full story. You don't know where, you know what is their cup full of and what's mm -hmm. it overflowing from and what's, you know, like, cause there's, 
if what we are built for is relationships, like you've got to take the other person into consideration and like get out of your own way, which mm-hmm. is something I know I have. I just continually struggle and work on. Well, in general, you know, the phrase, not the phrase, but re- what our society is, is overcome with is reasoning from conclusion. Mm. So you say that all people from uh, Wyoming are terrible. And then you meet somebody from Wyoming and you try to find out why they're terrible. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. reasoning from the conclusion. Well, if I just assume that you're doing something wrong, then all I have to do is look at your behavior and I can find all the wrong things about it. Mm-hmm. And so that happens in all situations in our world. And certainly in regards to COVID and COVID precautions and pandemic and everything else. I think it's important, and I don't have a whole lot more on this, that we continually think in emotional and not rational terms. Both sides or all 15 sides, because there's every, you know, mm-hmm. there's 15 sides on in this whole uh, topic, um, believe they are being rational. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there that's saying, you know, I'm, I'm out of my mind, <laughs> but I'm standing by this decision. <laughs> but if you can communicate with emotional terms and see, okay, why is this person, you know, what, what, what emotional need are they operating out of? Mm-hmm. How can I, you know, chip away at that emotional need by meeting it mm-hmm. outside of you know, either whatever. I, I don't give any more examples, but it, we have to remember that these are not rational times on any, any of the 15 sides. It's not rational. It's all emotional. Well, I think once mm. again, it starts with you. It starts with how healthy are you? Right. Do you have a conversation like this that keeps you centered and keeps you challenged in your presuppositions and, and, and is, is going after your heart and saying, are you healthy in this? Um, so I think because one of the questions you ask is how can we be emotionally healthy enough to withstand it again, you've got to have this, you have to have this because if you don't have this, how the heck are you going to go out into a world that is a thousand times as crazy as you, you know, or, or, or as, or as hurt as you are or everybody's opposite of you. Exactly. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you have to start with yourself and we've. We've covered that so many times in, in previous podcasts about finding a table and finding the people that you can be open, honest, and vulnerable with that are going to challenge you. Um, and not, not even just challenge. I don't want to, you know. Well, not just challenge. Oh, uh, there should be challenge. There should be challenge. But there should be much more grace and much more familiarity and comfort much more and comfort and, and joining and all that stuff so that you're not alone. Because right. when we're alone, then we're pigeonholed into a corner. And every, just like you said, everybody's crazy. But I do love the fact that at this table, we we don't just join, but we do challenge. There sure. is accountability. And I think that that is that's an incredibly important thing, especially in these times, because if you don't have somebody going, you know what, man, there's just something about your heart right now. You know, I just uh, what's going on, right. you know. And I think that um, when we have when, when, when you're you're talking about fear and being alone and like that's obviously could be an everyday thing or an any time period thing. But right now, specifically, you know, talking about like this COVID time period when people are alone and fearful, like if all you're doing is listening to the talking heads, whichever talking heads that might be like you, you're, you're basically sitting in your own echo chamber, you know, and like it, even or I, I ampl- mean, you could be listening to this or, podcast or thinking, amplification oh, chamber. Mm, well, there you go. But, um, you know, and you could be listening to us and we're sort of like talking heads, I guess, in a way, except that we are encouraging you to find out more about yourself and those 
that you are in relationship with and to form your own <laughs> your own perception and reality through those relationships. No, Chris, I agree with what you're saying, which is, you know, do not let these times consume you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whether whatever side you're on, like you, you can go take a walk <laughs> and you can look at a at this at the sunrise and you know, you can do other things and I think people have spiraled into myopic moments of you said echo chamber but amplification chamber where it's all we hear and all we do and all we listen to and that's not healthy either um i wanted to say something earlier completely off the topic but moving into the uh timeliness chris you talked about earlier or i did about you don't don't let perfection get in the way of pretty good mm. i just saw something the other day so this is our two minute snippet on new year's resolutions and all that kind of fun stuff we did a whole podcast last year about new year's resolutions somebody said it's not your goals that will get you to where you want to go it's your processes so everybody has great goals. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, everybody has great goals, but it's having good processes and routines mm -hmm. that either get you to your goal or not. And I was like, man, it made me feel great because I don't set a goal for mm -hmm. nothing. I don't mm -hmm. set any goals, but I'm always looking at the most efficient way of doing something. And, you know, and that's why I just reorganize the kitchen and stuff like that. So I thought that's a good focus point moving forward and maybe even in relationships is, hey, let's focus on the processes, not like, oh, I want to have a happy marriage. Well, everybody wants to have a happy marriage, Bozo. What are you going to do to make it happen? <laughs> Come on, Bozo. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. Any thoughts on that? I like it. I like it, too. I, one way you can get healthy um, and, and begin that process of um, health relationships is to visit us, lunchtimeinroom.com, and take the uh, relational needs questionnaire. So as we wrap up episode 140, um, that's what we really encourage you to do. Find out something about yourself and start engaging others in um, some meaningful relationships. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Room. Bye-bye. See you next year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Bye. Wander, wander, miracle, miracle. Pittsburgh does his shows. You ever yeah. see Mrs. Doubtfire run a vacuum? That's Chris. <sighs> I'm just riding the wave, baby.